This is the Dean's Dissertation, the Cleveland Sports Review and Beyond, with your host, Greg Brinda. Well, a pleasant good day, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dean's Dissertation. Greg Brenda here for you as we are just about each and every week, sometimes two a week. It really depends on what's going on. And what is going on? Well, there is certainly a lot going on in Cleveland sports as we speak today, folks, and uh, not a lot of it good at all. Unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that, that one week where I can just get on and say, man, oh man, it is great to be a Cleveland sports fan. Well, the Browns didn't win a game. The Cavs are, well, we are going to get to that right away. The Indians haven't started spring training, but they really haven't done anything to improve themselves. They've lost players. So that's kind of where we stand right now. Not in limbo, not in a good place, but unfortunately in a bad place. But there's always hope. There's always those eternal optimists out there who um, think that um, there are good days around the corner. We shall see. I Wish I were as optimistic as you were. Unfortunately, today, I am not. Let us start with uh, the pathetic Cleveland Cavaliers, who once again were humiliated on national TV. Last night, uh, it happened to them against the Houston Rockets to the tune of 120-88. to I think LeBron James put it very succinctly afterwards, they should take us off of nationally televised games because the Cavaliers have not won a nationally televised game since Christmas. The Cavaliers, uh, in those eight losses, uh, four of them they have lost by a, a grand total of 24 points. They're not just getting beat. They're getting beat up. They're being humiliated and essentially becoming a non-watchable team. Right now, I can see national fans tuning in to see just how bad the Cavs are going to lose tonight against the decent team. If I would have mentioned that kind of subject matter maybe three months ago, you would have thought I had lost my mind. But unfortunately, it is the subject matter as we speak, and time is running out on the Cavs. Uh, It really is. The clock is ticking. The NBA trading deadline is um, coming down to the wire as we... um, do this podcast today, the Cavaliers have four days to make a significant deal to to really try to save this season. And I'm not sure if they are capable of doing that as we speak. We shall see. I'm going to leave out, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll play the optimistic guy for a a second here. I'll I'll sit back and say, okay, they're going to make a significant deal. I'll just say that. Am I thinking that? Am I believing that? Uh, the answer is really no. But I'll just say that just to keep those of you who are optimistic uh, at least in tune for uh, the time being. Right now, the Cavaliers are a mess. They have no hef- effort. They have no heart. And I think it was um, summed up nicely by Ty Lue at the, uh, at the half of the Rockets-Cavs game when um, Lisa Salters of ABC ESPN Talk to him on the way to the second half. Here's here's Lou's comments on the Cavs and how they were playing. Soft, weak, no physicality, no toughness, no grit. 
Kind of says it all, doesn't it? And that's really been the the, the, the place for the Cavaliers in the last uh, month or so. All those things are true. They started off the season poorly. We have um, we have talked about that. Then the Cavaliers went on a, a, an 18 of 19 win streak, and we said, oh, okay. It was just a, a blip on the screen early on. Players were trying to get used to each other. Now it's like falling off a cliff, and the Cavaliers are falling off a cliff with a ball and chain attached to their legs, and no one knows how to stop it. There was a team meeting a few, uh, about 10 days ago, in which I guess Isaiah Thomas uh, was the main speaker calling out Kevin Love for leaving, again, another nationally televised game after the first quarter because he was sick and went home. The Cavaliers say that meeting was overblown, overplayed. There are others who say, no, it was pretty tense with players calling out each other. Well, guess what? Nothing's really changed since then. Nothing at all. Cavaliers continue to play miserably. Yeah, they won a couple of games, but not really convincingly. They've beat up on poor quality teams, but once they play the big boys, once they play the teams of equal or better ability, the Cavaliers shrink. And last, well, as I should say, on Saturday night, it was the the epitome of, of going down that dark hole. And now no one really seems to know what to do. Ty Lue is convinced that his team is still very good, but needs to be a lot tougher. Well, part of the job of a coach is to try to instill that in his players, somehow reach into their core, reach into their professionalism, reach into their competitiveness and say, guys, we have to play better and harder and stronger and smarter each and every night, one play at a time. If he's saying all those things, the Cavaliers are not listening at all. Not at all. Because the play hasn't improved. Like I said, they've won a couple of games marginally, and it's really hard to really determine um, if they are, you know, if they're winning because they're just better, if it was their night to win. But the proof is in the pudding when they play better teams and they just really can't get it done. And it's not just getting it done. There's no effort. Once again, the effort defensively against the Rockets uh, in the nationally televised game was beyond pathetic. It really was. There have been more boos at the queue this year by Cavs fans. Seriously, there have been more boos at the queue this year by Cavs fans than I've heard in the last, I don't know when I've heard that, other than when they've been really bad. And when the Cavs have been really bad, most of the time fans have felt sorry about them or for them. Now fans are angry. They're paying a lot of money to see a horrible product. Cavs fans are, are, are spending a lot of money to see a lack of effort. Right now, the Cavaliers aren't even professional in their jobs. Yet they want the fans to fork over cash each and every night to see that pathetic display. And they don't seem to be really worried about it. And the coach just can't seem to figure out how to make it 
better or fix it. And now as the NBA trade deadline fast approaches, the Cavaliers need to make some kind of deal to shake things up. Channing Frye and Iman Shumpert have been dangled, have been named. J.R. Smith, to name a few. But I would say this, each and every one of these players should be on the, uh, on the table. And if the Cavaliers can't make a deal to make this team better this year, then the way things are going, it's hard to imagine, it's hard to, it's hard to believe that the Cavaliers will be back in the NBA Finals. Maybe, maybe there is some magic fairy dust out there. Maybe uh, the Cavs will just come together as a team miraculously late in the season and it will carry over into the playoffs. But I just don't see how that is possible right now without either a change in the coaching makeup or a change in player personnel. Cavaliers have insisted from various sources inside the organization that Ty Lue's job is not in trouble. And even though I'm not a big fan of Ty Lue, and you have heard that over and over again, I don't know if a coaching change would really be able to make things better at this point of the season with less than half the games left. How is that going to make the team better? Unless the Cavaliers went outside the organization and decided to really shake up the team. That wouldn't necessarily help their demeanor, their effort, their play. Maybe, maybe another opinion would, you know, make a little more sense. I, I, I don't know. So the only well, other way to go is to, is to trade players. And as I've said all along, I think, you know, everyone is on the table. I mean, Jay Crowder, waste of time. Derek Rose, Jeff Green, Iman Shumpert, Tristan Thompson, JR. Kevin Love can't play now because he's hurt. Oh, by the way, eight weeks out, broken bone in his left hand, suffered last week, which means that at the earliest he'll be available in April. But again, he won't be part of trying to fix this team with the players that they have right now, or even with new players if the Cavaliers make a trade in the next couple of days. He'll have to wait and try to acclimate himself with his other teammates, if there are other new teammates, two months down the road. How in the world is that going to help? Kyle Korver, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade. I mean, we can can get into Jose Calderon. It was uh, asked if, if Lou thought about putting Jose Calderon back in the lineup who, by the way, played well when he was in there and the Cavaliers were actually winning games. Ty Lue said it's not a time to step backward. How is that a, how is that a step backward? How is putting Jose Calderon back in the lineup a step backward when they were actually winning when he was playing? That kind of answer doesn't make much sense at all. It really doesn't. And, of course, the worst thing is if this all blows up here and nothing really happens and the Cavaliers can't get it together and are an early um, exit in the playoffs, what will this mean to LeBron James and uh, his future? Well, I have no idea what LeBron James is thinking. I can't believe it's anything positive right now. And if LeBron James does choose to go after this season, which may end up being one of the more disappointing seasons 
um, the Cavs have had with LeBron James on the team, then I think uh, we're in for a long, long, long period of reconstruction. And to be honest, if LeBron James does leave, who in the world would you want to keep on this franchise? Seriously, is there anybody that's there on the roster right now that you would say to yourself, oh my God, Greg, we can't get rid of this guy. Jay Crowder? Huh? No. Derek Rose? Eh, no. Uh, Jeff Green? Uh, good reserve player? No. Iman Shumpert? No. Tristan Thompson? No. J.R. Smith? No. Kevin Love? I like Kevin Love. But he certainly could be expendable. Channing Fry, eh, no. Kyle Carver, eh, no. Old, good shooter, but, you know, a specialist. Isaiah Thomas, what? Yeah, he's a great offensive player, but you better have four really, 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 really good defensive players to make up for what he can't give you on defense. Dwayne Wade, uh, no. Jose Calderon, uh, no. Think about it this way, folks. Really think about it. I just went through the entire roster. If LeBron James decided to leave, you could make a really good case, you could make a really good argument that the Cavaliers could blow up the entire roster and start all over again and nobody would seem to mind. What does that tell you about the other guys on the roster there now? They all seem to be expendable. And you know what, folks? They all are. All of these guys are expendable. That's the sad thing. Maybe this roster isn't as good as we all thought it was. You know, the other night, I heard a great observation. The Cavaliers are a team of specialists. And I think that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty good um, observation. Guys who can do certain things well, but only certain things well. Can't do everything well. Can't play both ends of the court. Can't do this, can't do that. Something that you would need from a player that, um, you know, you hope to build around or be one of the pieces parts. Seriously, as I just mentioned, the entire roster, if LeBron James left today, there are no pieces parts left that you would even want to build around. Everybody would be on the table. Everyone would be expendable. And where do you go from there? This week, there was also the distraction by kind of a made-up story that, well, LeBron James could even go to the Golden State Warriors if he wanted to after this season, being an undistricted free agent. Let's see how the Warriors could, you know, get some cap space to get LeBron James. And the Cleveland media and the national media talked endlessly about this over and over and over again. Finally, LeBron James talked about it and said, it's a non-story, not happening. If the words don't come from him, it's not true. Was kind of annoyed at the story. But yet it was another distraction. And again, part of that is because of LeBron James' unwillingness to decide now or before about what his future plans are. I don't hold him to that. It's his right. He can do whatever he wants to do. The other thing that's come up is the constant friction between Dan Gilbert and LeBron James, that with David Griffin leaving, that Dan Gilbert has more of his finger on the uh, on, on what the Cavaliers do, what kind of trade should be made. We all know that 
Dan and LeBron don't get along. They, they're kind of like business partners, and that's about it. They don't go to dinner. They're not buds. Dan knows he needs LeBron. LeBron wanted to do something for Cleveland, and it already has culminated in one championship. It may be the only championship we'll ever see from this organization. And the way things are going right now, folks, it will be the only championship we will see from the Cavaliers organization. Apparently, LeBron was not happy that David Griffin left. Colby Altman's 35 years old, not a whole lot of experience. He wasn't even the second man in charge. And now he's got to try to fix this thing in a couple of days in order for the Cavaliers to have a shot, a shot of winning it, which right now doesn't seem to be likely. So a lot will be, um, a lot will be determined in the next couple of days about this organization. Where it's headed? Can the coach actually get something done and appeal to their inner souls? Can Kobe Altman make a, a blockbuster deal, shock the world, and say, here, here's that piece. This should help. This should work. And even then, even if that happens, even if it looks good on paper, it may not be the right move. And they, it just may be all for naught. I never thought the Cavs run would end this way, folks, if it does end. I thought maybe they would make one last shot if indeed LeBron was going to leave. You know, you got the you know the highest payroll in the NBA, highest luxury tax in the NBA. They would make one gallant run of it and see what happens. But the way things are going right now, folks, it doesn't even seem that the Cavaliers will even be in the finals this year, how in the world could they be? What in the world is going to happen? If you say, well, because we got LeBron James, you know, you, know you, you can say that. But do you really believe that in your heart of hearts? That he and he alone will be the determining factor? When right now he's not even engaged himself in the whole thing. And that's the sad part. It really is. Brown's still looking for a quarterback, folks. <laughs> Alex Smith traded to the Redskins. And now the options become a little bit less for the, for the Browns. I have no idea what they're going to do. All I know is they still are in a world of hurt. They've signed a lot of good front office people. People that you think can make good decisions. But let's face it, folks, they, they have a long way to go. And I know people are, you know, more optimistic about the Browns because it seems like they're headed in the right direction. They got to get that quarterback. And right now, I have no idea what's going to happen. All I know is this, and I've said this over and over again, whoever they draft, whoever they get as a free agent, two-thirds of you won't like the pick. I mean, that's just the that's just the basic reality of the Browns and the quarterback situation that we've uh, well that we've been used to now for a long, long time, way too long of a time. And finally, the other big baseball story of the week: Chief Wahoo is going away, not in 2018, but in 2019. A deal struck between Paul Dolan of the Indians and the commissioner of baseball. The All-Star Game is coming to Cleveland in 2019. And although Paul Dolan wouldn't admit it, 
it was a chip that the commissioner's office held against the Indians and said, you got to get rid of the chief or maybe the all-star game doesn't come to Cleveland. I get it. There has been some pressure now for, for a while. But the compromise, and as I heard it best uh, this week, when you, when, you, when you compromise, neither side is perfectly happy with the deal. For Major League Baseball, and more specifically for the commissioner's office, Chief Wahoo um, is going away at least on the uniforms, but the Indians will uh, reserve to sell merchandise for whatever. The reality is, whether you like it or not, the Chief is going to live a while longer. All right, that's another edition of the Dean's Dissertation. We'll be back uh, shortly, especially if the Cavaliers make or don't make a deal trying to improve the franchise as a disastrous season continues. And unfortunately, it doesn't look very good. Have a good day, everybody. Subscribe to the Dean's Dissertation today.